Learn a lot. Get those nerds! Nonsense. This is a fly-in-the-wall perspective on candid conversation. Some of it's funny, some of it's topical, some of it's just flat-out bullshit, but hopefully you enjoy it. Oh, really? He's like, he's like, so it's kind of, remember in high school, he was he used to always kind of bug those men. They have a club, they gather, they set up the dances. <laughs> they're always there. If there's somebody special, they're putting the podium up. Or, or the like the ignorant comments where you're like, oh, ignoramus. All Avenger. You're not going to your aunt's for WrestleMania, and I would be like, no. Like, <laughs> we're getting into the comics area, which you were in that a little bit, <laughs> and I was, and I was in that when I was a kid. Now, our feature presentation. Well, what was I talking about? Comic books. Mm-hmm. And the, yeah, the drawing and the seductive angle. But, yeah. They get they get into it. And I, I, I can totally see why. They're, they're so interesting. And, like, people who don't think they are are full of shit because those same people are watching these movies that are coming out lately. And I'm fucking so pumped for Avengers. Yeah. It looks good. I saw those trailers and I was like, this looks like it's going to be well done, man. Like, they... <laughs> One scene they got like Iron Man gets hit by something and his his rockets go out so he's kind of plummeting to the earth but the Hulk does this massive leap and he grabs him but in order to like break his fall he's like grabbing the side of a building and he's just like <laughs> like and he's completely wrecking the building he's probably killing millions now I think of it it's right along the, the 9-11 thing but <laughs> hey man the Hulk's doing it you can forgive it he's a destructive recluse like <laughs> what do you do with this Hulk you can't contain him he's only a fucking like colored man that can get away with destroying buildings <laughs> <laughs> He transcends race because he's green. Yeah. But don't you find that odd that people can watch the movies and pick apart the movies and obsess over the movies, but they can't read the comic? Right? Is it because of the stigma of geekdom? Is it that, or is it just there's so much to fucking go through? Because some of these books are fucking like, they're in over a thousand issues. Yeah. So like, well, where do you start? You started this month? <laughs> and you never, and that's a good point, Adam, because I've been to a lot of comic book stores, and you rarely find issue number one on anything. No. So you always have to catch a story midway and kind of try to figure out what happened, and it's tough to do that. My friend used to have a big stack of comics, and he's like, which one do you want to read? I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, fucking, where do I start? Because you, you got, like, you know, Defenders number 87 here. Well, I don't know, like, yeah, the like continuity you, or anything about it, so, you know. Right. You don't want to walk into the middle of a movie. Yeah, he's he was big on Defenders. He's loving it, and he's just like, that's one of the best. The Defenders are better than the Avengers. He thinks. Mm-hmm. He thinks because they're second tier characters. <laughs> well, no, he seems to think that Doctor Strange being able to mind control the Hulk is an advantage that a lot of other groups don't have when they have the Hulk in there. Mm-hmm. The, having the Hulk in your group is always a potential wild card because he may just go crazy and wreck shit. Right? You never know; it's very unpredictable. That's what makes it so weird. That he's on a super team. Like, Why would you just, ever pick him? Just, just go. Yeah. Just get him mad. Fucking like, hope he you points in the right direction. Yeah. Like, is it you'd rather have him on your side than not? Is that what it is? Like, you'd rather have the Hulk there with you than against you. You don't want to have to deal with the Hulk. So why wouldn't you rather? But you might have to deal with him anyways. Who's to say he's gonna do what you want? Well, how does he stop? You know, like, you just dangle fucking Betty in front of him and hope he fucking comes down. <laughs> like I don't know. 
That's why, like, they tried to make the Hulk character complex throughout the years with, like, the Grey Hulk can think of it. I didn't like that Grey Hulk, Green Hulk thing. He could no. be either or. I don't know. That There was some cocaine in that writing. Mm-hmm. Like, come on, dude. You did, you did. I, I didn't even fully understand it. I still ask comic book geeks this day, like, explain to me the Grey Hulk, Green Hulk thing. Like, what's going on? Yeah, what's, what is that? Why does he even look completely different with the other one? Do you even know the story there? No, sorry. I was I, never a big Hulk guy. No. It has something to do with... He doesn't fully mutate when he turns gray. He maintains a lot of his Bruce Bannerness, right? So he doesn't go full green. He just kind of goes... That's why he even looks a little bit like square-topped and more human-like instead of monster-ish because he doesn't go into full-on monster. But it's like something along those lines. It's really messed up. It's like I, I never really was interested in the Hulk. My, my best friend loves the Hulk. I just think he likes anything that's the color green, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like fucking Oscar the Grouch as a kid, too. He likes the Hulk. I think he just likes the color green, to be honest. Are you a fan of the Irish? Yeah, he's half Irish. Probably Irish. makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's comics, but... yeah. At number six... Next. Vampire Warship. Oh, so very recent. Very recent. That's... And only because it's so big now. Like, you can't even... Like, uh, it's the vamp scene is huge. You got groups of people drinking blood and stuff, you know, and yeah. really believing it. Well, that was disturbing, yeah, to find out that people were now claiming to be vampires and having their teeth altered. And, yeah. Yeah. And basically joining cults. Yeah. It's a bit strange, to be honest. And, and I'm not even trying to touch on the, on the Twilight people, because I don't even find these are vampires. I don't even know what the fuck you call those things. It's twinkly fucking... <laughs> I don't know what that is, but that ain't no vampire, man. That ain't Fright Night. Fright Night is vampires. Lost Boys. Those are good vampire movies, man. Those, you know, <laughs> I like... Lost Boys, really? I like Lost Boys. I, I always tell anyone who likes uh, vampire movies that that's the one you want to watch. <laughs> I haven't right? seen anything since fucking Keeper Sutherland. <laughs> you know what I probably think why I like Lost Boys? is Lost Boys is the first quote-unquote horror movie I ever made myself watch from being in and, not, and try not to be scared as yeah. a kid. You know, like, there's always that one where you're like, I'm going to do it. Because they're scary as a kid, man. I couldn't even stand the sight of Freddy Krueger. You couldn't show me a picture of him without me freaking out. Yeah, same thing with, like, Child's Play. Chuck Def- yeah. Terrifies. <laughs> oh god. The whole idea of it. Hey, my my daughter has a problem with uh, toys that talk and move. She just thinks it's fucked right up. She, it'll scare her. Like you know, and she's always been scared. Tickle me, Elmo. You couldn't put that in front of her. She'd be like, "What the hell?" Teddy Ruxpin. Yeah. Oh, that. You know what? I kind of. When I was a kid, I thought Teddy Ruxpin was real. Like I thought he'll he'll answer me. You know, like but he just goes by what he just reads his books. Reads his books and whatever that cassette is, you put in the back of which was neat. You'd stick a cassette in the back of him, so if you put in, like, Iron Maiden, his, move, his mouth would move to, like, the scene. Yeah, which was kind of freaky. That's kind of cool. They did that a lot in the 80s. They had the read-along books. I don't know if they still do the... Because I remember, like, Voltron books. Like, you'd have the tape and you'd fucking, you know, follow along and, and try to piece together that nonsense. We were... Voltron's another example of anime that I'm going to drag down my throat without even me even recommending realizing that it was anime. You don't like anime? I liked it, but I didn't. I don't understand why it got, became so popular when I was watching it all the time as a child and I didn't even realize it. You know what I mean? Like it's like Voltron was anime, Astro Boy was anime. You know, whenever you see those, you know, like the the eyes with that twinkle in it. You know, like all those. The, every single they always have big round eyes, and it has that little glimmer of like twinkle. It's like glossy eyes all the time, and that's anime for you. <laughs> Is that the Japanese worshiping Americans? You think with the big round eyes? Yeah. Literally saying, like, we want big, not so slanted eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. 
They do have the, the worship of Americans, though. They, they definitely oh, yeah. love love their McDonald's and their blonde hair. You see a lot of Chinese kids dyeing their hair blonde. Or, no, I have Japanese, sorry. Yeah. It's cool, though. Yeah. It it's is. Um, and, by that same token, if you ask me if I wanted to visit anywhere in, in Asia, I would probably pick Japan as one of my first places. I'd go to Tokyo. That seems like a really fun place to go check out. And, like, everybody needs to go to Tokyo for once in their life. It just seems like it's safe, and you could have a good time there. It just seems like I would never have enough money, because I want to fucking buy everything. You know, it's just, like, crazy-ass electronics, you know. Girls' yeah. panties and a vending machine. <laughs> Who wouldn't want that? A soiled pair of women's panties and a vending machine. <laughs> Do you think you could bring that back through customs, or would it be like, dude, what the fuck? <laughs> Are these panties? I don't know the lot. Plastic bag. <laughs> what do you do with those? I bought those in the vending machine. Leave me alone. You again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's ads in comics right now uh, where it shows uh, like an X-ray suitcase. It's got like clothes and stuff on it, and then on top of it is like a manga book, which is Japanese anime comics. Yeah. Of like a semi sexy girl kind of showing some panties, and it's like, be like, know what you're doing when you're traveling uh, internationally. Because I think even in Australia, there's laws against child porn, which these Japanese books actually might represent. Like the girl's 16 or under. Oh, right. Like actually in the drawings, you could be charged for trafficking porn. Oh, that's great. Which why you own it in the first place. <laughs> yeah, well, that, I guess that's the thing. They're sexually, the Japanese seem a little bit different than most cultures. A little bit, they, where they really praise the schoolgirl. They kind of, it seems socially okay over there to fantasize about the 16-year-old schoolgirl. And is it ignorant to think, like, they're just fucking a lot? Like, is that why there's, like, a billion red Chinese? It's just, like, they fuck so much? Like, are they really sexual beings? Like, because the, the Japanese, you know, it's important. Like, it's all the toys and stuff. Toys, yeah. I mean, there's so many. Like, the population boom is incredible. Yeah, I don't know. There's a hell of a lot. I think they are very sexual. I think we're seeing on the, in the porn level that they're using toys and stuff like that, but I think that's just because they're, they're so freaky, they're at a totally different level, like, the, they don't just go for the <laughs> quick, us, right? they don't go for the quick nut, they, yeah. that, that's, that's coming with time, they're gonna blow their little load there, it's coming, yellow man load, if I ever thought I had a small dick, I only need to watch Jap porn to feel better, you know, and yeah. I'm, I'm okay with that, and that's why I think, like I said before, they use the toys, because they're not really helping area and I find I've seen there. some small fucking dicks it's incredible it's incredible and I'm like wow if, if, if the black people have big dicks as a stereotype well clearly the Asians with a small dick is also one and, and it's it, they're true like it's <laughs> according to these porn dicks according to porn dicks and I mean you normally hire the guys with the biggest dicks to do porn yeah it's enough said <laughs> feel bad for Yao Ming <laughs> yeah <laughs> like what are you sporting man? what do you got there Yao Ming ouch what you got there chapstick so yeah so that's vampire worship, and we got into our Asian <laughs> porn. Somehow became hating on Asians. <laughs> There's no vampires over there. But anyway, <laughs> at number five, next we got Trekkies and such. Now we're getting, we're starting to get into real geekdom. I find sci-fi geeks are kind of a specific, mm -hmm. yeah, you know. It's, but Trekkies is it the clothing? The Trekkers, Trekkies, don't want to offend. Um, you gotta say trekker. It's a trekkie. They, they, the well, Gene Roddenberry created the term, so it's trekkies. Yeah, but the real hardcore ones will be like, it's a derogatory term. We're trekkers. Yeah, like a black guy in the '60s is is coming down on you. Yeah, but what do you mean the clothing? The fact that they show up there in full full regalia? Yeah, because I have no Trek like, regalia. 
like, yet again, I don't really care that people are, like, fucking, I've, like, they, they buy the books of, like, the deck plans, you know, and have, like, the blueprint of the, the Enterprise, but it's like, do you have to wear the outfit? Like, do you really feel more comfortable in costume? Like, do you have, like, a regular t-shirt anywhere in your house, or do you just have Starfleet regalia? <laughs> like, a dress uniform. Yeah, exactly. Well, it, those are the same people that on the, the opening nights of whatever new Star Wars come out, they show up in Stormtrooper fucking clothing, right? You got, like... Yeah, like, let's just watch the movie. Why are you, why are you wearing, why are you an Imperial Stormtrooper? Like, what's going on? You know, it's like, what's well, going on in your life? Well, because I bought this and it cost me a thousand dollars, and where else am I supposed to wear it? <laughs> yeah, really, it's this on a funeral. It's just Halloween, <laughs> like, it's crazy, you know? Yeah. So, they do that, but... I think if you're going, I don't think, I think if you're going to a Star Trek convention, it's completely normal to dress up like, uh, well, George the one place, George Takai, but... <laughs> I dressed as him. <laughs> you're dressed as an Asian gay man? Yeah, I'm George Takai. What? Oh why? <laughs> Come on. Why do I have to do anything? I'm just uh, now. My whole purpose is to write, is to put twenty <laughs> Facebook pictures. You know, it says George Takai's always got these. If you, if you join George Takai's group on Facebook, okay. he will fill you full of hilarious pictures. He just he's one of these picture guys that loads yeah. up like memes and funny pictures. And <laughs> Good to know. George Takai, Sulu no longer funny picture dude. And lots of obscure gay jokes. Really? <laughs> yeah, he's proud. He's a proud gay man. Oh, should be. Yeah. He's, he's one of the, you know, the gays stand proud behind that. Well, you know, George Takai, Sulu, yeah, well, okay. <laughs> like, was he gay in the movies? I think he always kind of was. He was a little fat. He didn't have a shirt off fencing people, so. <laughs> I like on the motion picture the amount of wardrobe change that happens with mm-hmm. Star Trek. You know, you go through the whole time on the series and, you know, the gold fucking shirt that Kirk's wearing is just always there, you know. <laughs> Spock's got the blue. Yeah. That's, that's it, you know, what's, what's uh, McCoy? Red? No, he's blue as well. Blue as well. That's yeah, right. Scotty was red. Scotty was red. And then the other red shirt that went with him to die. Whenever they go into like missions, you have the other guy. Main cast here. Main cast. <laughs> Sacrificial not. lamb, right here. <laughs> go look on that rock. You never know who he is either. He's never. It's never like Chekhov or somebody else. It's just fucking <laughs> rando. There to die. Yeah. So yeah, but in the motion pictures, they're always changing their shit. So I don't know if that was to sell toys. Or whatever, or yeah. to sell, or for for selling those uniforms for trekkers like trekkies. See, I feel bad saying trekkie. They got, they penetrated my mind. Where now I feel like I'm I'm offending them. <laughs> Come on, because I, I respect their stance. You would need to know some about sci-fi. Chances are the trekkies know about all sci-fi too. They're not just they're they know their enemy. They know why they like Star Trek, and they'll tell you because they know. I don't know. Baskar Galactica is crap, or fucking, you know, this is this, and Damn. who's you know. <laughs> The woman from Voyager, I don't even know her name, is the best fucking captain. Oh, Janeway. Is she the best? A lot of people say she's the fucking absolute best one. I think Picard's the best, to be honest. Well, I'm a fan of Picard just because I watched the show, but I guess Janeway had the bigger problems to deal with. Like, you know, to get geeky for a second, they were lost in another uh, no. galaxy. It's awesome. I love talking about that yeah. stuff. They were? Were they lost in that? Yeah. yeah, that was the premise of Voyager, was that there was some freak accident with, like, a wormhole or something in the first episode, put them all the way on the other side of the neutral zone, so they were just the whole series of them trying to get back to Earth. Oh, and not even knowing, and they were probably, like, a million light years away and stuff. Yeah, it was like, at maximum warp, it would take them, like, 280 years to get back. Oh, man. <laughs> like, that's rough. That is rough. <laughs> I, I do like that. So what was the premise of Andromeda? That was, like, the first Starfleet that went up, right? Like, that was, like, the most rickety ship. Like, cause I know I remember seeing, like, the ship was kind of rickety, and 
Yeah, Scott Bakula was the captain. No, that was Enterprise. Andromeda was Kevin Sorbo from, from Hercules. Oh, right. That's yeah. still a Star Trek 2 Andromeda, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, it was a Gene Roddenberry show. I think it has something to do with... Okay, never mind. I'm thinking of Enterprise. That's the one. Yeah, and, that, and that focused on the first yeah. maiden voyage of the Starship Enterprise. Yeah, like the first ship that had warp drive or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I liked on the first episode where they were like really making a big deal about the ship. People said that was a little bit too long. Where like, oh, the motion picture. The motion picture, where they're like, wow, they're just. But you know what? It it was an accomplishment, though. An accomplishment. I want to feel like this ship is a fucking awesome thing, you know? Where yeah. like they're going into space and they have all the technology. They figured it all out, you know? Like, it was also years after the the series had ended, so it was like, you know, this was people's almost first chance to fucking look at the the new improved Enterprise with a budget which it never had before. Because even me, when I was watching those Star Treks, I went on a little marathon there, I started to go on Wikipedia and started looking up the different models of the Enterprise throughout the years to see like what they look like. And there were some like uh, posters or whatever that showed the scale and the shapes of them. Some were bigger, some were smaller, some were this. And I was like, you know, they have the move, like the old series one, which kind of looked all rickety, but it's, it's its own one. And I was like, I was getting geeky about the Enterprises. I thought they were kind of cool, you know, and the, the ships themselves, so... I can completely understand why people like Star Trek. You can see there's <laughs> there's a way into obsession. Yeah, absolutely. Because I was always like never into it because I thought you know, Star Wars. Well, yeah. You know, I've talked about that before. Star Wars is all I needed. But when I started really getting into sci-fi, Star Wars isn't really that sci-fi-ish. It's more fantasy. More fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So because like Aliens was awesome. Fucking, I love those. I hate Bill Paxton in part two, but I fucking absolutely love those aliens. <laughs> Take that, Bill. <laughs> Take it, Bill. I hated you in that movie. <laughs> you like We're all gonna die, man. Game over, man. Game over, man. And even like at the start when he's like doing the pep talk rant and the thing to get everyone going, we're gonna fucking get in there and make some shit. You know, I'm just like, sit down. <laughs> I can tell Ripley just wants to beat you with a lead pipe. Come on, Paxton. <laughs> yeah. So that's Trekkies and such. They're they're specific. So now we're getting into. This is also a subcategory like um, the video games, but number four. Next, Dungeons and Dragons, the board game, or the, mm-hmm. the sit down playing at home. Version. So tabletop RPG. Tabletop RPG. There you go. Thank you very much. That's number four because that's really specific. You guys, you got guys a lot like the magic, or not mm-hmm. like magic cards, but like. Like the video game where they spend umpteen hours and they don't eat and they just they just sit there and play and play and play and play. But it, could you say that this like what about people that obsess over risk? <laughs> okay, good point. That's it's, it's in you got <laughs> me excited. <laughs> it's in there though, right? It's 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 in there with I would say D and D. Yes, the risk mm-hmm. obsess obsessing. Yes, because it's Monopoly. People fucking play that for six hours in a row. Well, I don't know. That's just to me a bad night because, like, I've been stuck. <laughs> yeah. I've been stuck in these Monopoly parties. I had a person invite me over to play Monopoly, and this guy I didn't realize was such a hardcore Monopoly guy. He was getting mad because we weren't following proper protocol. He was sitting there going, "You know, you can negotiate with your properties throughout the game. It doesn't have to be your set turn, right? So while people's playing, you can be like, dude, 'Dude, I'll sell you my my this for that. You know, it's open to do that. You can do that.' And I'm like, oh, I didn't realize that. And then he had this whole strategy where, like, he used up all the houses so that you couldn't get houses anymore. You know, like, he, he has, he wasn't putting any hotels on. He was just filling all his properties with houses, so that he used up the whole stockpile of houses. So you had to buy hotels. So you had to buy hotels. He had all the houses. I was like, that, you're, you're playing like this, a strategy, like, I don't like it. Like, it's like, you're sucking the whole life out of it, right? And, it's not even a legitimate strategy. And then he got mad at his girlfriend because she felt pity on somebody who needed a property. 
He's just like, let's just trade this for this. You need it. And then you can put, you can start putting houses on there. You stupid And whore. he's like, why are you doing that? The whole idea is so the person, you can beat, the, to get a Monopoly. The game's called Monopoly. These matter. And I'm sitting there going, okay, dude, like, this is arguably the worst night I've ever had. This is what I hate about couples nights, where it's like, let's go to <laughs> Tanya and Eric's and play Monopoly. And I'm sitting there going, really? Is there going to be any weed? Like, or anything, and she's just like, well, we'll smoke before we go, and then we'll just sit there, and I'm like, ah. Wasn't enough. <laughs> and what it was, was like, the, she was, his girlfriend was bored. He was so, like, he even said it to, when, before we started the game, he was like, all right, we're going to get into Monopoly, does that sound good? And he's like, you guys really like to play it? Like, I like to, we'll, we'll play it right, though, eh? He's like, then he was like, you know what, in the rules, you, you know, you can either go once around the board before you start buying properties but we're gonna we're gonna make a house rule because as it says in article sub chapter 114 or whatever you can make your own house rules house rules are encouraging he's like he's got the rule book and he's constantly pointing to the, he's a stickler he was a stickler that's funny because what I loved to do as a kid was like combine board games and make my own okay so it's like you take life and then fucking put on like twister because <laughs> that works you got a two kids now put your left foot on the red circle and then spin the life wheel I try to spin <laughs> <laughs> what do you it was really boring <laughs> it's boring compared to twister in life yeah twister sucks because I think twister was invented in the 70s as a way to promote orgies you know, it was just like, let's was... get a bunch of drunk people together, play this game, and then eventually just break out into a massive fur party. Like, they're just like... Like, it was invented at a key party? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Put some towels down, let's fucking get to let's, let's wrestle. <laughs> what it is. Twister's a fucking underlying wrestling game. <laughs> now put your left foot on her vagina. Oh! Oh, how'd that happen? So yeah, so that's number four, Dungeons and Dragons. What do we call it? Oh, tabletop RPGs. Tabletop RPGs. Because I know people that played, not D&D, but like, there was always you know some variation of it. We're getting into magic cards, because it's kind of like that. That's number three, mm-hmm. magic cards. That's the whole thing we started this list on. And I placed it at three because I still think there are two things above it that are a little bit more geeky. Mm-hmm. Just because I, I think I consider magic cards geeky because we just had so many of those at my school. They'd sit around in the corners and do it, and I'd come over there and chime in. <clears throat> and like they hated me, and that's just kind of what... But I've also noticed that along the Magic Card game, you can also get these ones that are wrestling. Like, they're wrestlers. Mm-hmm. Like, all the WWE guys, and you play a kind of a Magic Card game where, like... You oh, play. so they have hit points and attack points and shit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, see, I don't even know about that. Yeah, hit points and attack points. <laughs> and that's what it is, so Magic Card's number three. Number two! Next! Warhammer. Oh, really? <laughs> so, very specific. Yeah, those little figures. Painting those little silver figures that you see in those little fucking games and hobby stores that I never go into because it's got dragons <laughs> on the fucking signs and I'm scared. And I'm gotten there to get sports cards. I haven't gotten knighted yet. I can't walk in there. I haven't been knighted. <laughs> like, what's the point? They're just going to reject me. I'm going to end up getting jousted out of there. So I'm not going in. So, like, yeah, you, you paint these little guys and you see it prominently shown on 40-year-old version as uh, yeah. Michael Scott or from the Steve Carell characters there painting his Warhammers. Your, your little silver plants are blue now. <laughs> and they get real good with the magnifying glass. And it's to do what? It's to set up this big elaborate seed in some guy's fucking mom's basement mm-hmm. and go through your game. And it's a lot like D&D. I guess it's role-playing, right? It's attack point. Not, yeah, and I think it's more like Risk. I think it involves, like... Domination of... Yeah, it's like, I think there's land masses, so it's like... 
if you're higher elevation, you do more damage to these people at lower elevation, and you take over that area and just expand. I think that's what it is. It kind of reminds me of Risk when I see them playing. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're, 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 it's like a war. You're mm-hmm. like they're taking over. You're right. It is like a tactics game. It's a tactics. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, Tigo. <laughs> Tigo. Oh, those those tactics video games irritate me to know, and people are playing those like army tactics games. They're mm-hmm. they're boring to watch because I've always been now in my adult life, like when I've kind of given up on video games. I don't mind being a spectator to a video game if someone's good at it. Mm-hmm. You know, like uh, I used to sit back and watch people play Tony Hawk a lot. Yeah, because that that game was a cult game. Tony mm-hmm. Hawk people were pro skater people were loving that game. Some people were really really good at it, busting off scores I've like I've never seen. And, that was that. And I used to love watching it. My buddy, my buddy with those skills. <laughs> Look at that, man! Like, fuck, if that could only get you laid, dude, you'd be awesome. You know, and that's what I always just say. Like, I think you can now. You can get laid by being awesome video games. I think so. Like, there's people that are actually sponsored Call of Duty players. Like, would you would you say that if you go on a date? Like, hey, if you go on my Xbox Live, I'm like a level one. Yeah, player. she's a gamer. Yeah. Go check out my profile, man. I got a sweet avatar. Yeah. My avatar is packing a big package there. <laughs> so yeah, that's number two. And at number one... D&D live-action role-playing in the woods. Oh, LARP? LARP. Is that what it's called? I think it is. Live-action role-playing game? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I've seen some of this shit on YouTube. It's like, these guys are wearing, like, night suits, and they're like, I slayed your dragon, and that's level one. I'm the, you know, that's three experience points. And they're like, fierce, 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 fierce. Like, they're going, they're saying stuff, and they're attacking, and they got wooden swords, and and they're, like, in the woods. I always say, why are they in the woods? You know, they're, but they're, and the one, they got one that's like an elf. One's a princess, and you got the warrior, and they, they have the suits and everything. And so that's separate from cosplay. What's cosplay? Cosplay is costume play. And I think it involves. I think you are that character. So if you're fucking Samus Aran from Metroid, then you have to like speak and, and act like she would in these situations. Like I don't know what you're doing. So you're literally role playing. Like you take yeah. on the role of acting as well as yeah. just wearing a costume. So we, and you go to party. Are they parties or gatherings or like conventions? Well, I think the term was expanded, but originally I think it was just gatherings. Like, you'd get together and there'd be like 25, 30 people, all in different costumes. And you'd walk and be like, I am Samus from Metroid. Yeah, it's like, you bounty hunting? <laughs> like, yeah, I guess so. And you'd have to talk and stay in character. Yeah, the whole oh, time. that's awesome. It is. But they're, they're the people, like, you, if you go online, they have really elaborate, like, perfect-looking costumes. That's pretty neat, in a way. It's, well, yeah, that's neat. It's, fuck the acting part of it. The costume is is what's impressive. So, like, if someone's Samus from Metroid, they look like fucking Samus. Yeah, the armor looks fucking perfect. That is pretty cool. Yeah. So it could be any kind of character? Like, it could be, mm-hmm. like, Hellboy? Yeah. So long as you look like Hellboy. Yeah. You put the, the devil's in the detail. You have to get down and get the right stitching and everything, right, from the movies and the comics and all that shit. So specific, eh? That, yeah. geek, that geekdom is awesome. But, like, that's what I say. We need to celebrate that because there is some neat stuff. And we, not, we, not, we can't be... 
picking on these people. I did it in high school, and I feel bad now a little bit. Because the magic card, to look in the end, the magic card guy is getting my friend weed. So, right? Like, he's <laughs> come full circle. I, he's become useful. As much as I've made fun of them, you know, that now this guy's getting the weed. So, that's awesome. It's almost like Asperger's, to some degree, these people. Like, they're so detail-oriented, you know? Like, they're just obsessive about the, the most minor bullshit. Is that what Asperger's is? Like, uh, it's... It's the intensely focused people, yeah. So, that's basically the list I put together. And I thought it was, it was fun to do, you know? It's when, like, again, it wasn't a... It wasn't to be a dick. <laughs> it's not a dickhead movie. No, it's not a dickhead movie. You just find some of this stuff puzzling to some degree. Yeah, it's just neat to see that people get together and these... You know, it's... it's We all want to associate with people that are cut from the same cloth a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And that's how we make our friends in life, right? So, it's it's just neat to see that these people can all gather under these common interests and share in the forum. And, you know, even before the days of going to internet forums and being specific about your things, you know... You can still rest assured that if you're a Star Trek fan, you can go to a convention and be with your buddies yeah. and talk your fucking Star Trek. Just like I can go to every UFC event and get together with my UFC people and laugh at the noobs and fucking get in there and, and, and yuck it up and, and gain lots of respect with my, my other MMA nerds that go on the websites and listen to the radio shows and the podcasts and obsess about their diets and their things, you know, and it's fun. On that note, probably should wrap up this episode of Ron Sense. And a little uh, Adam and Ron flavor for what ails us. Bringing it back to the two-way. Bring the three-way in another time. <laughs>